0: People really like to get instant results these days. When you go into the kitchen today, you'll always see a microwave oven. I'm sure a lot of you, I know I do, remember when that was like a marvelous new invention. It's amazing. You just couldn't believe it. You could put something in there and it come out hot so quickly. Really sped up life. Most houses today, they have a washer and dryer, don't they? Now, they don't give instant results. You have to still fold the clothes. You have to iron them. But back in the olden days, our great-grandparents, they would spend days doing the laundry. You know, that scrubbing board was anything but fast. And communications. We know how fast those goes these days, Right? Fax machines seemed like a great thing way back when. Only doctor's offices use them now. Nobody else does because there are a lot faster ways of doing things. Those are museum pieces now. And the flip phone. My dad still has a flip phone, but most people have a smartphone now. We can't be away from our instant communication. We want everything really fast. We want to see results. In today's gospel, Jesus talks about results, but in a different way, a very interesting way. He talks about the kingdom of God in terms of small things, really small things that grow. The seed planted in the field, the mustard seed in the field, comes a huge bush, the yeast, that leavens the dough, comes that large loaf Small things in nature. Small, but steady and powerful. Powerful! The kingdom of God is not about technological progress. It's not about human power. It's about God's power. It's like the farmer in the parable. It's cooperation with a power that we really don't understand. And that's grace. That's grace. The Catholic Catechism has a beautiful definition of grace. It says, Our justification comes from the grace of God. Grace is favor, the free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God. Listen to that. Pay attention free, undeserved help, help it's not us on our own grace is the very life and power of God in our souls Jesus talks about the mustard seed tiny, tiny seed barely see it It grows into a large plant a tiny seed growing into a mighty tree, like the acorn. That's a good image, too. A small seed, massive tree. Why are baptisms such joyful events? Because that's when a seed is planted. The seed of grace is planted into that child's soul. It's a seed that has its intrinsic power, but it requires cultivation, like seeds in nature. If you plant a seed and then pour ammonia on it, you know what you're going to get. Nothing. Water, fertilizing, weeding, cultivation helps the seed to grow. You've got to work at it, you've got to cooperate with the power that's in the seed. And it's the same with the seed of grace. A child is taught to pray, It's brought to church on Sunday who's given real love and guidance direction, the seed will grow because it's got that power in it. It will grow. Aren't we all very grateful to the, the seed cultivators we've had in our lives? Those people who helped our seed, the seed that was planted to grow, we can look back and be very grateful because it wasn't easy. To be a seed cultivator can be very challenging at times. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> the people who have the seed put up a little bit of a fight mom and dad remember how they would work so hard to pass on the faith to us I remember in my house you know we were a real we were real TV kids right back in that day couldn't miss the Brady Bunch wouldn't think of missing that but you know who would think of interrupting it I can hear my dad now. Rosary time. Why now? Why in this show? Can we wait till the commercials? No, okay. It was great. Well, I mean, I didn't think of that then. But now I do. It's a grace when we have a persevering seed cultivator in our lives. So despite our moans and groans, we got on our knees and we said the rosary that really helped and I'm so grateful for that but the growth of the seed it's not a straight line either it's not a straight line it's very interesting in this first parable of our Lord he talks about weeds in the wheat weeds those aren't good right and when he explains the parable to his disciples he talks about different kinds of people Some people are wheat, some are weeds. There's another way of looking at it as well. I think our hearts are kind of like that too. We've got some wheat and we've got some weeds. We've got a few weeds in there too. We've got weeds of sin, we've got weeds of bad habits, we've got weeds of some negative tendencies. So, what should we do? Should we burn the garden? No, okay, let's not be so drastic, right? You gotta work it. You gotta be patient. That's the, that's the landowner in this parable. He's patient, he's not gonna just go ripping up the weeds because the weed's gonna get damaged. Okay, so same with us. You know, it takes time to separate the weeds, and the wheat. But the thing is, the last thing we should do is get frustrated by the weeds and say, it's hopeless. Where's my matches? No. We can't be patient, impatient. We can't be frustrated. We have to realize that God's grace, His wheat, is so much more than our human limitations. It is God's. Power inside it is the power of God. God isn't looking for instant results. But if we trust in him, if we cooperate with his grace, that seed will grow and it will produce abundant fruit in his time. In his time. But we have to pray. We have to stick with it. We can't give up. And the seed will grow. So let's ask our Lord to allow us, help us to be patient, to be persevering. Very persevering with his action of grace in our hearts. Persevering so that that seed can bear the fruit, so that we will experience that blessing of God, his fruits in our lives.